Record Store Recon will visit Vinyl Edge Records of Houston, Texas. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine, and this episode of the Goldmine Podcast, Dr. Disc of Record Store Recon visits Vinyl Edge Records in Houston, Texas, and that's spelled V-I-N-A-L instead of the traditional vinyl. And he tells us all about the owner, Chuck, and how this is one of the most unique record stores in Houston. So we'll be right back to talk all vinyl edge. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. So, Dr. Disc, welcome again, and take us now to Houston for this podcast episode so we can visit the record store Vinyl Edge, and that's spelled V-I-N-A-L, and let's start from there. Why the misspelling? So, um, the owner, Chuck uh, Roast, uh, that was one of the first things I had to ask him. And he said, this is why you should never allow alcohol to be a big part of the decision-making process when you're coming up with a name. <laughs> so it, it, it did involve a large amount of alcohol. But it also, they wanted to express that they were really out there mm. and that they were all about the vinyl, but um, that they were different than everybody else. And so mm. that is why they came up with the spelling of D-I-N-A-L, Vinyl Edge. Maybe it rhymes with final, so final edge. I don't know. I'm just trying to spitball here. But um, yeah, he's been he's so he's been um, selling records out of a storefront since 1985, mm. seven years at the current location, and uh, and before that he was selling out of a Volkswagen Beetle or a Volkswagen uh, uh, van. Well, I hope he wasn't sleeping in the van as well. He was <laughs> he's selling out of his van. Selling out of his van and moved into a storefront back in 1985. Well, that's cool that he finally... I, I have friends that sell out of their garage. Um, so, like a tag sale type thing? Why not sell yep. out of your van? Um, yeah. And I'm sure some of them might end up being record store owners one day. Who knows? They certainly have the inventory. Yeah. But it's amazing how people sell different ways until they actually find a location to, to sell. Well, you know, the the interesting thing is with all of the ups and downs in the industry, mm. he told me that 2019 was his best year ever. Mm. And and that really surprised me. So I asked him, you know, I dug a little deeper and asked him why he thought he had had so much success last year. And he actually attributed it to him having a back injury, um, which sounds weird, but um, they used to do a uh, a lot of in-store performances and it would require them to have a part of the store really set up to be a stage. Mm. And he said he injured his back last year and so he couldn't lift a lot of heavy equipment. And so they decided to take that space and really dedicate it to records much more than, than entertainment. Mm. And the communities responded better and they've got more customers coming in and, and buying more. So I guess the fact that he's got more good inventory in the store has, allowed him to have his best year ever. Yeah, it seems when I visit uh, record stores and ask the owners questions, a lot of times they have so much inventory, say, in the basement or in storage, 
if they had only a little bit more room, they'd get that new inventory out there. Well, most of it's yep. used, um, you know, because they buy collections. But it, it, the more room you have, I mean, everyone loves entertainment in the store. It probably brings in some people. But the more room that is dedicated to inventory, the better. I really yeah, really I think so, and, and I think that's what I think that's what Chuck realized, and so it seems like that that's the road he's going to continue down. Now he did he did say that they would still do some in store appearances, but I think they're going to just you know not do them as often. Even though I have had record stores, the owners tell me, "Hey, you want to go down into the storage basement and dig <laughs> and pull out an album or two, and I'll yeah. tell you what it is and how much I want for it." Of course, they a lot of times they compare it to either they're using the Goldmine Price Guide or Discogs. Um, of course, I would recommend the Price Guide, but... <laughs> That's right. That's the Bible of the industry. So, um, now that the store, you know, it's always been in Houston, right? Is that correct? Yep. Even in That's his VW, correct. he's cruising around Houston, I guess? Yep. Um, so, the store itself, you describe as just right as far as... A balance of cleanliness and crate diggerness, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, this is one of those stores that really brings me back to um, my high school days of going to a record store where you could kind of hang out, and it was much more than just a storefront. Um, yet it it was it's warm, it's inviting, it's not dirty. Um, it's got you can spend a good amount of time just you know looking through here and. And certainly talk to the staff and Chuck and and hear some great stories because uh, you know it, it's just a really inviting uh, store, I guess is what I would say. So it's not clean enough to eat your lunch off the floor, but it is clean enough to get on your knees and crate dig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I don't know if I'd recommend to eat at any record store. <laughs> <laughs> So, Vinyl Edge has all the formats, too, new and used. Um, yep. You said they have a nice new selection of vinyl, right? Yep, that is correct. A yep. And they have, you think, as far as the area is concerned, the largest selection of experimental uh, music, Prague, Electronica, right? Yep, that is one of the I things that they, when they brag about, um, you know, I usually, I try to ask everybody that I meet with, you know, why should somebody stop through, stop at your store if they're passing through town? Um, and that's, that's exactly what they said. You know, we have the largest experimental prog and electronic music you'll find in the whole Houston area. Interesting. And their website, by the way, guarantees that a human will email you back, which Ooh. I thought was uh, very, very clever. Screw automation. <laughs> A yeah. human. Um, I got a slogan for them. The final edge at vinyl edge. There you go. There you go. I, I will let Chuck know that. <laughs> Would he put um, it on a T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, well, that, it, and, and that's uh, a good segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about with them. Um, yeah. Their T-shirt designs are probably some of the best ever, and, and here's yeah. why. Um, Daniel Johnson, uh, who... Many people probably know him um, as a performer, um, and as a matter of fact, there's a release coming out just now that the guys from Wilco are putting out. I think of one of Daniel's last performances. Hmm. Uh, Daniel passed away suddenly um, last, last year, year. Yeah. but he was a very talented artist also, and so he designed 
um, a lot of the logos mm. for the shirts that the store has. So if you're a fan of Daniel Johnson's artwork, you need to call the Vinyl Edge and get one of their shirts because Daniel designed them. The interesting thing is I... And, and a little bit sad is that um, I was trying to reach out to Daniel to try and understand the relationship that he had with this record store. And unfortunately, Daniel passed away before I was able to have that conversation. But I talked with Chuck about, you know, if he understood why Daniel had such a fondness for the store. He said that, um, you know, Daniel just liked everything from the butthole surfers to the Beatles to the Beach Boys. And they carried it all. Mm. And um, Daniel just... One day, it, it all started with Daniel needed a box of Christmas records, and the Vinyl Edge needed a logo, and, and he said, hey, I'll give you these if you draw something, and so they came up with it. They also uncovered, um, Chuck said they just uncovered another drawing that Daniel had done that um, actually has the source spelled another way, V-I-N-L-E, and they've created a limited amount of shirts with that missing logo or the just found logo. And so if you're very interested in getting that, um, you know, call, call up Chuck and, and he did say that they would be happy to mail order some, uh, some t-shirts out there, but so you can have even a third way of how you would spell it. <laughs> if yes. you want to. And go, or go first, go to vinyledge.com and, and check that out. And yep. you said they were a great destination on record store day because not only did they have the record store day releases, but they also had really great sales going on that day, right? Yep. They put all of their CDs um, at half price. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of stores, they save some really great used restock for that day. Mm. And so, yes, you'll get all the great new releases that come out from Record Store Day, but you'll also um, find some very difficult to find things that, you know, that come out once a year at that time of the year. So I'm thinking if Chuck had all this new inventory put out because of space, I'm wondering how much he has in storage. He must have a ton. <laughs> so well, it sounds like they have a ba- it does sound like they have a basement there. So yeah, yeah. they probably are getting lots of collections. He should give like little passes, ten dollars each, and you have you could go down to the basement and for about a half hour pick out what you want, and we'll give you good prices on it. There you go. Maybe that's something that all vendor, all uh, store owners should think about. <laughs> <laughs> I convinced a couple of owners to do that. So um, it, it does work if if you're a customer that goes in there on a regular basis. So um, yeah. okay, well, people could go to vinyledge.com. That's v i n a l e d g e dot com. Uh, remember to misspell it, and uh, you could. You know, maybe contact Chuck, get some T-shirts, maybe some order, some weird experimental Prague, et cetera, um, that you might not be able to get elsewhere. And also, have you che- did you check out other Houston record stores while you were there? I did, um, and and I was quite impressed with uh, with all the different stuff. I mean, you got Cactus Records, which is a huge um, record store in Houston, and then I. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, the other name of the record store that um, was a Tiki Tiki uh, record store, oh. and we actually reviewed them in a in a previous uh, issue, well before we started doing uh, 
well before we started doing the podcast. I think but, I yeah. remember them. Um, but you liked uh, Vinyl Edge. They stuck out, obviously. Yeah. And this, yeah, I, yep. this Daniel Johnston connection is really unique. So I it hope is. I, it's, it's pretty cool. I hope people get a chance to visit there if they're in Houston and also, you know, check them out online. Well, Dr. Disc, who's up next for the next Record Store Recon podcast episode? So next next, next uh, recall will be uh, straight out of the pages of Deliverance. We're going to head to West Virginia oh, yeah. and visit, visit a small record store in Beckley, West Virginia. Oh, and that ends up being a pretty darn cool record store, doesn't it? Like her Mac. It's a, it's a, yeah, cheap, it's a, cheap it's thrills a, records. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, my friend, Doctor Disc. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you down the road. See you next episode. So go to vinyledge.com. That's v i n a l e d g e dot com. Don't forget to misspell it. Okay, that's this edition of Record Store Recon. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content and a percentage off subscription price. And pick up the latest issue on the newsstand at select Barnes & Nobles and Books A Million Stores. This is Pat Prince. We'll see you next time. He's Lucas Hare. He's Carrie Shale. And this is a trailer for Is It Rolling Bob? Talking Dylan. We talk to interesting people like author Neil Gaiman. Dylan is always more omnipresent than you believe. Part three of American Gods is called This Moment of the Storm. And of course, it's a hard rain's gonna fall is, is another way of saying that. Singer Billy Bragg. I went to Hammersmith Odeon with Chrissy Hind and she totally spoiled the whole evening for me by going backstage beforehand and coming and saying to me, you must come back and say hello to Bob afterwards. He'd love to meet you. So I spent the entire gig thinking to myself, what am I going to say to Bob Dylan that, is, that doesn't sound like, hello, Bob, I really like your records. So I ran away. <laughs> Actor David Morrissey. They're stories. They are all, you know, you sit there and you think, God, this is taking me on a journey, not just by uh, each track, but each album is mm. such a chapter in a life. Singer Barb Junger. And suddenly something in the song, you go, bing, you go, oh, yeah, that's today. That's the reality of the quality of his understanding of humanity, that kind of, that really relentless gaze. The legendary Larry Ratso Sloman. And that's when I talked to him about Sad Eyed Lady. And I said, you know, Bob, I always wondered, you know, in the chorus you say, my warehouse eyes, my Arabian drums. Do you mean eyes as a verb? Or is there a comma there's in two different images? And Sarah goes, yeah, I've always wondered that too. And Bob, and Bob says, leave me alone, rest. Writer David Hepworth. Honestly, the sweat was dripping off me because I was not getting very far. And you always think, I've got to get some quotes. I've got to get some lines or something. And you, of course, you can't get that out of Bob Dylan. It doesn't work like that. Mm. And the woman from the record company said to him, how's it going, Bob? And he says, I don't know. He keeps asking me questions. <laughs> and Dylan Authority, Michael Gray. What he's doing there, Dylan, is he's, he's breaking through the sort of oleaginous smear of coast-to-coast important American television. And he's creating, he's busting through that and creating a live event, an authentic moment. Is it rolling, Bob? Talking Dylan. His voice is really warm. It's just that it ain't got no form. But it's just like a dead man's last pistol shot, baby.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.